Welcome to the Life Changing Principles Podcast, where we take a new principle every week and explore how it changes our lives. I'm Leanne Hunt, ready to jump into today's principle. Today we're talking about the ingredients of perfectionism. Think about ingredients when you're baking a cake. You can bake a cake of different flavors. You can have chocolate, vanilla, lemon, whatever it is. But when you have the ingredients, you know that there's going to be butter. You know there's going to be sugar. You know there's going to be flour. You know there's going to be salt. You know there's going to be some kind of leavening. Whatever the ingredients are, they're separate and individual, and they make the differences in the cake. The thing about being a good cook is when you go to cooking school, you learn about individual ingredients and how they act and interact with the other kinds of ingredients. You know about the quality of them, you know about what they're there for. And so the same with perfectionism, as we look at each of the individual ingredients, we can learn more about our flavor of perfectionism and what's going on with us and our experience of perfectionism. There's actually nine different ingredients to perfectionism, and these ingredients were found by researchers who took all the different kinds of ways to measure perfectionism that were out there, all different kinds of studies, and they gathered them all together, and they tried to figure out what was underneath each study, pulling out the components of it or the constructs of it, and then they took all of them and compared them and found the nine foundational things that all the different researchers were using to measure perfectionism. So why should we care about the ingredients to perfectionism? Well, first of all, it's nice to know that you don't have to have all of the ingredients to be a perfectionist. You can see from the measure that they created what you're low in and what you're high in. So you know what part of the ingredients of perfectionism are a problem for you because they're going to be different for everybody. So being able to separate out these nine ingredients is really helpful to be able to just focus on one little piece of it that's a problem for you rather than thinking, oh, I have perfectionism. This is a huge deal. So here are the nine different ingredients to perfectionism. The first one is high standards. That's the tendency to set high standards and push yourself to achieve these high standards. It would make sense that high standards are a part of perfectionism, but you can also have high standards without having perfectionism. Just having high standards isn't a guarantee that you're a perfectionist. There are some jobs that require high standards. If you think about going to a surgeon, or if you think about flying with an airplane pilot, each of those professions require high standards in order to do their jobs. They have lots of extra checks. They have ways to handle mistakes. There's lots of layers built in and security built in to their jobs so that they perform those jobs at a high standard. Not every job, of course, needs to have that high standard, and sometimes we create unrealistic high standards for ourselves, or maybe even unnecessary high standards for ourselves. The second ingredient for perfectionism is order. It's this tendency to prefer organization or neatness or order in our environment. Not everybody who has perfectionism has this, but some people do. And so when you think about perfectionism, it's like, oh, I just need everything to be perfect in just this way, in just this order. If this is a part of your perfectionism, it can be hard to manage your day-to-day lives because 
when we live in a home, we have things that regularly get out of order because of the normal course of living, especially if you have a family and kids. Things aren't going to stay in order. When I was young, my mom used to say after we would spend all afternoon cleaning the kitchen, okay, now nobody mess it up. That's not the way our lives work. But someone who has a perfectionist tendency around order wants to believe that that's possible, wants to believe that once we get things in order, they're never going to get out of order again. The third ingredient in perfectionism is perfectionism toward others. It's an expectation of high performance standards for someone else, or even just a way of strictly evaluating someone else's performance standards as though they need to be a particular way. This is one form where perfectionism shows up sometimes. It's how we expect other people to behave, not necessarily our own performance. Again, not all perfectionism shows up this way, but sometimes this is how it shows up. Another ingredient to perfectionism is reactivity to mistakes. This one, in my experience, seems to be a really common element of perfectionism. It's this a tendency to experience really negative emotions in response to having made or even perceiving that you have made a mistake. We feel bad about it, we get antsy about it, we get anxious about it, we get frustrated about it, we react. So reacting to mistakes is an ingredient to perfectionism and is part of the reason why perfectionism causes problems for people and is difficult to manage. The next ingredient to perfectionism is perceived pressure from other people. It's this tendency to feel like other people have high expectations of us, or that they expect us to be perfect in some way, or that they're overly critical of our performance. When we feel like other people are pressuring us to be perfect, it can happen overtly, like someone is actually there demanding perfection of us or making comments about our work. Or it can be a perception that we have that other people want us to be perfect, even though they're not actually doing the pressuring. It comes from the story we're telling ourselves. Either way, though, we still feel that pressure from other people, and it becomes an ingredient to our perfectionism. It becomes an ingredient to what drives us. The sixth ingredient to perfectionism is dissatisfaction. It's this sense or this feeling that you're not meeting your own standards or to feel like nothing's ever good enough or that there's always something wrong. This idea of always being dissatisfied with something often comes up. It's a really common ingredient to perfectionism. It's again a part of what makes perfectionism really difficult is we feel bad about ourselves because we're always noticing what's wrong. All of us have automatic negative thoughts that come up whenever something doesn't go well or really almost any time. We have these automatic negative thoughts that come up and that's normal and natural. But sometimes we don't have the skills or the ability to reframe those thoughts or to just let them go and to pass on by. We make them mean something. We also may ruminate on those thoughts that come that are negative thoughts and we may believe them and we may think they're really important. Whereas some people who don't struggle with this just have the negative thought and they just let it pass on by. They just know it's a part of our normal brain producing things that aren't important. The seventh ingredient to perfectionism is called details and checking. 
it's because it's this tendency to be really thorough and concerned with the details in your work. Now, of course, there are some jobs that require you to be detail oriented and to check your work. An editor is that's their job is to be detailed and to check each typo or each spelling error or each grammatical error. But sometimes with perfectionism, details and checking can get in the way. We overcheck ourselves. We recheck and recheck things almost like we have an OCD around it. And it's something that is beyond what's necessary. We might be sending a simple email, but we read it through six times to make sure that everything is just right with that email, even though it's just a regular email. The eighth ingredient of perfectionism is satisfaction. Like, do you have the ability or even the tendency to experience satisfaction and a positive emotion when you complete something or you accomplish something? Do you even have that ability to feel accomplished and to pause for a minute and congratulate yourself? Or do you just assume that uh, that's just part of for the course and that's just what I need to do and on to the next thing? Do you dismiss your accomplishments rather than savoring them for a minute and having the ability to actually enjoy them. The last of the ingredients for perfectionism is black and white thinking. That's the idea that if something isn't completely 100% correct, then it's all wrong. Or if I can't do something completely and wholly and perfectly, then there's little point in doing it at all. Instead of just enjoying it for what it is, it has to be all 100% or not worth doing or we want to sweep it under the rug because it wasn't absolutely completely flawless. This is where flawlessness comes into the picture where it's not just a high standard that we have. It has to be flawless. It's all or nothing. Black and white thinking. Now in a short little podcast, you're not going to be able to absorb and remember all of these nine different ingredients. And in a short little podcast, we can't talk about the solutions to every one of those nine aspects of perfectionism, even though there are solutions to each of those nine aspects. There are exercises we can do. There are mindsets that we can take on. There are things that we can do that will dial down each of those nine different ingredients. The reason that we want to talk about them and bring them up, even though we can't master them right now, is the idea that If there are nine ingredients to perfectionism, that's countable. It's like there's a summary of this. It's doable. Because it's countable, it's manageable. We can take an assessment that helps us to see where we fall on these nine different ingredients. And then wherever we're struggling, we can just work on that one simpler area. It also helps us to see that rather than saying, I'm a perfectionist, and we really don't know what to do about that, we can say, I have trouble with being dissatisfied with everything that I do. And we can work specifically on practicing being satisfied with something, practicing accepting a piece of work that we've just done as good enough. That's a specific skill rather than trying to say, well, how do I work on my perfectionism? Or if we're really struggling with reactivity to mistakes, then we can say, okay, this is the issue I'm having right now, and we can do emotional regulation work. We learn how to sit with our emotions, and that's a specific skill because now we've unpacked it, 
and we have a specific thing to address. So it's good to separate out the nine different ingredients of perfectionism. And there might be other little ingredients that just weren't high enough to be included in their um, study that they did. There might be other ingredients to perfectionism that you experience. But it's a good idea to separate out these nine ingredients because then we can take a look at them one at a time. Sometimes even the simple act of unpacking can be revelatory enough to make a difference and to change our lives. We might not need to attack this problem as though it needs lots of work. We might be thinking, wow, I have a problem with perfectionism and I'm not sure what to do with it. And then when we unpack it, what we end up seeing is that, hmm, I'm really high in perceived pressure from others. I wonder where that's coming from. I think I'm going to unpack that just a little bit and try to see where I'm getting the idea that everyone's expecting me to be perfect. Or you might notice that, hmm, I'm kind of high in dissatisfaction where I never feel like what I do is good enough. I'm always dissatisfied with my work. Then you know this is the specific problem that I can work on and just realizing that it's not about being perfectionist and really pushing towards those high standards, but that none of your efforts are ever going to feel good enough, then you can work on how you feel about it instead of this constant over-pushing and overworking toward trying to do flawless work. I also think it's important to realize that it's a combination of these ingredients that makes perfectionism show up in a way that is destructive to our lives, in a way that's not useful or not helpful. Individually, these things might not bother us, but the combination of ingredients plus added to the stressors that we experience, including even just the daily hassles, researchers have found that it's this combination that creates this unhealthy perfectionism. So perfectionism has a limited number of ingredients, and that means that we have hope. Your perfectionism might be more manageable than you imagine. Thanks for being here and taking a little time out of your busy life for personal development. I applaud you for that. We take change one step at a time. You're already on your way. You're already enough. You've got this. Have a great week and we'll see you for the next principle.